Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Ben Olson, that's Nathan Fox. Together we're the founders of LSATdemon.com and the Thinking LSAT podcast. This email is from Austin. I realize this is a hugely nerdy exercise in statsturbation. Okay, that's our term for obsessing with statistics yep. or numbers. But I put together this chart of my LSAT practice test scores to show someone who asked me about my study progress over time, and I thought I would share it in case you find it useful. Granted, it's only my experience and may not be representative of anyone else. <laughs> Thank you for that disclaimer. But it does illustrate nicely how progress does, off, does happen over time, even though it may not be visible if you are too focused on a short-term time frame. Those plateaus are certainly real over a three to five week time frame, but not so much over two to three months. In fact, I experienced the greatest acceleration of progress only after I stopped taking practice tests altogether and really focused on drilling. This change allowed me to get out of my head obsessing over scores and really focus on understanding the material better. The dream demon, the demon drilling feature is a powerful tool and I will continue to recommend you to others. Well, thanks, Austin. We're looking at Austin's LSAT journey. He has plotted a chart here that starts in November of 2020 and ends in June of 2021. Okay, so eight months later, he started with a 159. It drops down to like a 152, and then it goes up and down, up and down, all the way until it gets to a 176 and then drops back down a little bit to 174. But the point is, if you step back and look at this chart, it's going up and down like a stock market, but overall it's going up like the stock market. So stop obsessing about the day to day. Yeah. I think the real interesting thing here is like, if you, if you are, if you cover up part of the chart, like, you know, take a note card or whatever and cover up some of the right part of the chart. Sure. So the like stuff on later. any given mm -hmm. day, if you're assessing your own score history, yeah. there are plenty of places like, did you see that 158? Yep. You know, if you cover mm -hmm. up everything beyond that 158, it looks real bad or it, it looks real scary and real confusing. Like how the hell did I have a 173 before that? And then a 158 at some point, what yeah. the hell? And like, I'm doing terribly now. Or before that 173, do you see where there's like one, two, three, four data points in a row that are all like right around 165? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you stop the chart right there, it would be real tempting for students to think I'm in a plateau. I'm not making any improvement. What's going on? You know, I think I've found my true level. I'm just stuck here or whatever. And then the very next data points a 173 and there's a whole bunch of other over 170s that happened yeah. kind of right after that plateau or I should plateau in scare quotes because it's just not real. You know, what's interesting about that plateau too, is there's several tests back to back, right? Right. It's like test, test, yep. test. It's like, Whoa, chill out. Yep. He does seem to chill out a little bit. And then that's, he still has some up and downs, but eventually goes up. He made that point in his email. And I thought that that was worthy of consideration for the show. I thought that that was a, a good point to make is like, you know, when I was hammering practice test after practice test after practice test, multiple tests per week, I think it was happening there in the uh, February, March window. 
when he was doing test after test after test, he wasn't showing a lot of improvement. The biggest improvement on this entire chart happens in May and June when he stops taking so many tests. Yeah, it doesn't look like he took a test in May. Um, and yet that's right after that in June when he took a test, that's when he had the biggest improvement. You know, we've seen it so many times where people take a test, they get a low score or a score that they're not happy with, and they immediately turn around and take another test the next day, sometimes the same day. It's like you're not taking a test to learn. You're taking a test to get a score, to validate your feelings. It's just to... pulling the lever on the slot machine. It's just yep. like, well, this time will be different. I, I want to get a new result, so I'm going to roll the dice again. And yeah, you, I like that. You're, you're clearly not taking the test to learn at that point. And you should always yep. be taking the test to learn. That's a question that pops up in my study group all the time. Um, by the way, every Thursday, 4 PM Pacific, 7 PM Eastern, it's free. I, you go to lsatdemon.com, get a free, uh, LSAT demon account, and you can come to my study group. Um, I hope you will come talk to me at the study group. But one of the questions I get all the time is, you know, the test is approaching. How many tests per week should I be doing? <laughs> and you've heard that question at that. You're laughing because so you, you hear times. it every day. Yeah. But the answer I like last week, I was like, zero. I don't care. Like, don't do any. Do a practice problem and learn from it. If that is in a test. Awesome. If it's in drilling. Awesome. If it's in a time section. Awesome. Just do something to learn. Yeah. The most important thing you can do is one question. And if that's all you have time for, the demon is built for that and you can drill. You can just do one question, get it right. Hopefully if you struggle with it at all, read our explanations, watch our videos, use the ask button, make sure you're going to take something from the time that you have invested. If you have an hour, then okay, maybe you want to do a timed section and then review that section. If you have four hours, then maybe you want to do a full test and review that test. But you're going to have a moment or two far more often than you're going to have four hours. Um, and so, yeah, we would strongly prefer that you do one question at a time and learn the maximum from that than like really obsess about taking full length practice tests. You do need to do timed sections. You got to do timed yeah. sections. Uh, but you don't have to do timed sections every single day. And you nope. absolutely need to learn from your mistakes. Don't do a section, crash and burn on it, and then immediately do another section. Do a section and then thoroughly That's dig the same in. That's problem. Yep. And, and drilling is great when you have 20 minutes. You can't, okay, fine. You can't do a time section, but you can do a few logical reasoning questions and learn a lot yes. from them. Yeah. I mean, I, I, we've got a lot of cool stuff in the demon, but I think it's the drilling that has really made the, you know, these 20 point improvements that we're constantly hearing about. Um, I mean, Austin, you know, only improved by 15 points. It looks like <laughs> into the mid one seventies. Uh, Austin didn't have that much room for improvement. Um, but the big improvement uh, Austin, I don't think is an outlier here. The big improvement has come from the drilling and every demon student, even our free students, you need to be using the drilling feature in the demon like daily. That's, that's step one every day is to like do a little bit of drilling. Yeah. Easy enough. Just hit start. Cool. 
All right. Uh, if you have questions or want to share some interesting LSAT or law school admissions news, email us at daily at lsatdemon.com. Thanks for listening. Thank <laughs> you.